When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Don't say I didn't warn you guys. This is your spoiler alert. Do not listen to this podcast if you're scared of spoilers. All right? Peace. I hate the word. I got, I got trust. I got one leg and a pocket of chicken. I'm going to play a little cornstarch. I'm my werewolf, man. Luigi Mario. Hello and welcome to Mission Zach's Leguizama Rama, a podcast where each week we watch one thing starring the most underrated actor in the entire world, John Leguizamo. My name is Zach Wayne, who you may know from um, a, 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 an ad I did for my high school in exchange for a double period off and a free La Porchetta lunch. Um, I'm joined, as always, by my very dear friend, um, Ms. Mishwitrup, who you yep. may know from. Um, I am a Ms. now because I'm over 30. Um, you may know me from, I've been gaming. I'm a gamer now. So you may know me from, from is it called Twitch? I haven't done it before, but I plan to. Are you going to Twitch? Because I game now. Is that legit? No, I won't. You should no, Twitch, I won't, but babe. No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to Twitch. But um, I have never played any, I've never gamed before in my life. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. in the last three weeks, I played both of The Last of Us's. Um, and I'm, please, I'm a gamer please, now. Please, I have not finished part two. And I'm a all male right. in his 30s. And if you right, give anything, anything away, I'll be... Suki about it. No problems. I won't <laughs> um, say anything. We are joined, not as always. As always, I'm joined by Mish. <laughs> but today we are joined by a very special friend. Uh, he he is the host <laughs> of Confessions of the Idiots. Uh, both of our parents live on Phillip Island at least some of the time. Together. Um, he he <laughs> is a dear friend, a humorous pal. A consummate gentleman, and he loves Satirist. to swim. It's Mr. Sam Peterson. How are you, Sam? What an introduction. Thank you so much for calling me special. I did ask for you to call me special <laughs> in the introduction and talk about our parents specifically. Mm. Um, I liked the swimming part. In all fairness, if someone told me to name 10 things that you like, Sammy, 100% yeah. swimming would be in the top 10. In the top 10? And I think, I think anyone who knows you would say that too. Everyone yeah. knows you love a swim. Oh, everyone knows I love a cheeky swim because I'm a cheeky boy and I do backstroke so I can do a podcast while I swim. Is that your stroke of choice? No, it's um, freestyle 100%. 100%. As you would say, Mish. Whose fucking stroke of choice is backstroke? Yeah. I don't think what kind anyone... of a fuck it? Like, Someone I don't who understand likes to wear a like, helmet. There's a certain point, like I think when you hit about 56, where breaststroke becomes your favourite. But previous yeah. to that, it's 
It's freestyle. It's got to be. It's freestyle. No yeah. one says I go down my local pool to do yeah. a backstroke. <laughs> one time people were talking about their favourite favorite strokes. A few friends of mine were talking about going for a swim, talking about their favourite stroke. And I had a friend that said, um, with complete honesty, he said, hey, we're all going around, and he was the first one to name it, obviously not a swimmer, and he said, <laughs> my favourite stroke is doggy paddle. Oh, oh bless! And I was like, "That is so nice. Like to watch someone doggy paddle in yeah. a pool is amazing. Yeah. If you see it in the like on, on the beach, like that is a great thing in the water, obviously yeah. not on the sand. If mm. you see someone doggy paddling, it makes sense. But when you see it in a pool, it is one of the funniest things you can see. Oh, it's so good. Do you know? So funny. Um, I haven't thought about this for a while, but one of the benefits of being a thick queen <laughs> is that I'm incredibly buoyant. So in water, like we'll all be like me and my friends will all be at like okay, cool little flex. I went to Sicily last year, whatever. Oh, we okay. would all, yeah, pretty cool. I went to Phillip um, Island. Zach, where'd you go, Phil Uh yeah, no, I, I definitely uh, went to Phillip Island. Um, but let me tell you, my parents have Foxtel, so I watched. Oh, oh. Hey, uh, well, as long as you went to Amaze and things, you would have had the weekend of your life. Mish, have you ever been to Amazing Things? Like, Amazing Things. I've never been, I've never been to Amazing Things. I have been to Phillip Island. Well, um, you've not been was, to Phillip Island. It was for Island. a school excursion. If you've not been oh. to Phillip Island unless you've been to Amazing Things, Sam. Like, tell tell Mish specifically a little bit about what Amazing Things is. Well, Mish, you're probably thinking it's Amazing Things. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. It's Amaze N. Oh, things. Yeah. it's a word play. It's a funny word play. They're so and, clever in uh, Phillip Island. And it doesn't matter how many times you go, that is always funny. They have <laughs> always a wonderful, funny. always funny. They like when your mum pitches to you, hey, little Sammy, do you want to go to Amazing Things? You go, <laughs> Yes, but it's always <laughs> go, with the... <laughs> you go, yes, or swimming, because they're the top ten things that I like. <laughs> but, 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 yeah, but... You go in, you walk in. So I'll give you a virtual tour. You walk in, Please. you've got a canteen, you've got some tater cakes, <laughs> you've got some fried dim sims, you've got mm. a wet dish. They call it a wet dish and that will be maybe some <laughs> oh scallop potato. That'll be um, a curry because I had a few friends that worked there that had the inside scoop that's called a wet dish. Um, so look it up, funny. it's a thing. And then on the left, if you're not getting some hot chips straight away, maybe you want to wait. On your left-hand side, you've got a retail shop where, if if I could describe it, I would say it's like walking into a What's New. Like that would be exactly oh, what's new. It's full of amazing, amazing things. This amazing, sorry, shop. Zach. Amazing things. No, the, but the, it's the, got the the things. The things uh, in uh, the yes. retail shop of amazing things are yeah. amazing. Uh, yes. Yes, yeah, sorry, so like, Zach, I like, misspoke. Like lava lamps and stuff like oh, that. Oh, lava lamps. And you know that um, when you can put your face in one of those um, nail things and you put yes. your face in it and it has the mould out of nails in the face? <laughs> yes. They sell like hotcakes. Well, um, every single, I reckon every single teenage boy that ever had one of those floating around the house, because they were always floating around your friend's house. You no, never owned 100%, one. 100%. But your friends yeah. owned one. Every teenage boy put that nail plaque thing mm-hmm. on their dick. Yep. Yeah. Yes, 100%. 100%. Yeah. I've still got holes in mine because of that. 
I was rough with it. That's um, so fucking fucked. Although I, I would be willing to say that surely at some point in my life I did put my tit in one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> like It happens. It I don't happens. remember it specifically, but it happened. <laughs> did we like, have one in our house, Mish? Did we have one when we were housemates? I didn't want to I didn't want to say, but yes, we did. Yeah. Really? Because I yes, can say and unequivocally that and you I, put this your is balls bad in because that. a lot of people that we know, probably people listening to this yeah. podcast. Um, put their face in the, that pin, <laughs> but everyone that lived in that house put their dick in it as well. A hundred percent. I remember once someone put their dick in it and then they put it up on our fireplace so that there was the shape of their dick on our fireplace. <laughs> on display for yeah, all times, the mantelpiece. But yeah. you, behind you, directly behind you, is a, a mini golf um, oh, back to amazing set. things. <laughs> yeah, like, sorry, that's sorry. all very cute. That banter was cute. Right, but I'm in the middle of fucking talking <laughs> about amazing And I did tell you guys I do have to get my sponsorship out there <laughs> behind you. And that's got that's got a pirate ship uh, <laughs> putt machine. It's got all these different great things. You walk through, you've got a mirror maze, you've got a slide, mm. a really mm. funny. And, and, of course, you've got a maze. Mm, and that's course. my favourite bit. What's your favourite bit, Zach? Of amazing things. Yeah, um, of amazing things. Uh, you would think, you would think, you know, the maze, because that is yeah. the biggest part of the pun. Of course. But people forget, you know, a maze is only four letters of amazing <laughs> things. There's four letters That's for very true. maze. Mm-hmm. There's an A. There's an yeah. N. So there's two sort of superfluous letters, but five letters. The greatest amount of letters in that title is the things. <laughs> Six letters. There are so I many miscounted. things. And those things are amazing. Mish, I don't know if you know this, um, but I mm. feel like you grew up in the 90s and I don't think, I genuinely don't think there was anything more impressive to people in the 90s. I think the only thing more impressive was maybe like the budget of Titanic. Did you know that they <laughs> spent $200 million on that film? Oh, it's Get crazy. The most impressive thing I think to anyone in the 90s was those taps where the water was flowing out, a giant oh. tap, where the water was flowing out of the tap, yep. but the tap was, there was nothing, there was no pipe attached nothing to Nothing holding tap. it up. Do you, have you ever seen one of these things? No. So Incredible, on, Mish. On the Incredible. roof. Of, oh, but let me remind you, I've never been to Amazon. No, things. but if you've been to Surfer's Paradise, <laughs> if you've no. been to any Ripley's Believe It or Not, <laughs> <laughs> I just remember, I remember being like, like I think I saw multiple ones and every time it blew my mind. But it's a tap <laughs> floating in air with water running from it and yeah. um, that tap is, is floating in the sky and you only realise because um, someone tells you that inside the running wa- water is the hidden mm. pipe, a clear mm. pipe. Yeah. Mm. Um, mm. Or the other way you realise is they don't clean the pipe for 25 years at Amazing yeah. Things and then you just see the yellowing pipe with some water trickling <laughs> down it. Um, that being said, though, like, no, I've in the 90s I never saw the magic tap. What I did see in the oh. 90s was, was Beanie Babies. Oh, my God. Sold at What's New. Those oh. little teddy yeah. bears. Do you guys remember those? Yes, yeah, 100%. and they had the ma- Amazing Things as well. I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised. I got. I had two. Now, that seems nice. Oh, Miss, you had two Beanie Babies. I had friends that had 40. 40? 40. And I remember saying to mum, like, mum, can you just buy me a couple more Beanie Babies? And she was like, little bitch, you don't need (laughs) fucking 40 teddy bears 
that's some bullshit. And I remember yeah. being like, I hate you. You well, don't get what my ne- my needs. She's like, I bought you two, you little <laughs> shit. But having two was almost more embarrassing than having none. Yeah. You remember? Right. Oh, yeah. Like and then the that same. was a but that was a fad that was so popular that everyone remembers it. But truthfully, it only lasted about six months. It's uh, it was yeah. the same as uh, I, I think uh, for me it was there was nothing. I think it would be better to not play Pokemon cards than to have a sixty Pokemon cards and not one hologram. Oh. Yeah, my yeah. um, I I never got Pokemon cards. My dad ended up making our own family Pokemon cards um, oh. of all of us um, as a family unit, oh my um, God. which was wonderful. And my my power was kindness. <laughs> And, but oh, we my had, God, that is the sweetest my heart. thing I've ever heard. <laughs> heart. But we had Dad, after a long time, got me ten Pokemon cards and I remember every every kid at school had, like, um, you know, like books of them. Yeah. You know when those kids, those really rich kids, would have, like, books yes. and books yeah. of Pokemon mm. cards and I had one of the hologram ones and mm. I took it to school and my dad said, when he saw that hologram one, he was like, that is stunning, that Pokemon card. <laughs> he goes, that is gorgeous. Make sure that you never get rid of that Pokemon card because that is amazing, amazing yeah. things, as Dad always said. And um, I got it and I went and Jack Shearer, who had one of the big books, oh, said, no. I will give you this book for that Pokemon card. And I um, I traded it straight away. Did not give it oh, thought. Just Sammy. It yeah, and... It's my biggest regret to this day. And then <laughs> I went home and Dad had a friend over and Dad was like, Sammy, can you show can you show Graham your beautiful Pokemon card? The, no, the, you can't, oh, Graham. Yeah, you can't, you Graham. Can. And I said yes and I got all of my toys from my room and I went to Jack Shearer's place and I traded them all in to get that one Pokemon card back. Sam, this is what oh. we call in psychology. I've learned this. I learned, I know everything about psychology because of yes. Whispers in the Dark. Uh, this is what we call in psychology a breakthrough moment. You now know why you have anxiety. It's because... <laughs> <laughs> um, a real people pleaser. Yeah. Uh, I can't... It I all can't, comes back <laughs> to that time mi- with Jack Shearer. I cut Mish off because I was bragging about amazing things. But Mish, mm. you went to Sicily... Oh, yeah. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Is this going to be the first time ever where the tangents get picked back up? Like, <laughs> that was incredible. Zach and I, were, there was a pause. There was like a fraction of a second where Zach and I just both went, oh, my God, you can do that? <laughs> I, um, I host a podcast, whatever. You, yeah, well, Sammy, you're, you're quite good at this. I do want to say just really quickly, I, as you were talking, I just I had this little moment where there is a certain point in a kid's life where – Having three or four binders full of Pokemon <laughs> cards or Tarzos, oh. you're the cool kid. Yes. Yep. But then there's a certain point when it, it's very quick. It's like an avocado ripening. <laughs> there's a certain point where you stop being cool <sighs> and you're a big fuck. Yeah. It's <laughs> you grade big six, fuck. I reckon. Yeah, I reckon. No, I was thinking more grade five. Yeah, in grade yeah. four, wow. it's fucking sick to have a lot of Tarzos. When you hit grade five, the worst thing you can do as an 11 year old is have a lot of Tarzos. It's, it's literally so like true. grade yeah. seven. You're in grade seven and you're like, look at those nerds in the library playing Yu Gi Oh! <laughs> and it's like, 
cunt, two years ago you were doing the same thing with Pokemon cards. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but I have an FHM hidden under my mattress, so yeah. fuck you. <laughs> Don't, anyway, look in it. Don't look in anyway. it. It's got some pages stuck together. but I was cool. in Sicily. We were in the oh. water. I'm a chunky and I floated and my friends got really tired and I felt really fit because I didn't get out of breath in the water. That's but so it's not cool. that I was fit. It's because I float. That's not how <laughs> and it, was, it works. You're buoyant. <laughs> yes, it is. It is because I'm I've, I'm bigger. I float. I'm buoyant as. It's true. I'm buoyant it's, as. Look I'm it buoyant up. as. <laughs> Don't take this away from me. It's one of the only perks. <laughs> I think that's pretty fucking cool. I've never been to Sicily, so. No, I've not been to Sicily either. I'll tell you where I have been to John Leguizamo Town. Now that was Very, a segue. Uh, that good. was that was good. <laughs> Thank you. Sammy, you could learn a Sammy, you could learn a few things. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking some notes right now. <laughs> hey Siri, take a note. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't never tell Siri what the note is. Take a hey, note. Siri, take note. And then you she's have. like, "What note would you like me to take?" <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Siri. <laughs> Did I ask you? I'm in the questions? middle of a conversation. I'm on a podcast. <laughs> I'm on a podcast. I'm Come on, a podcast. Siri. Do not interrupt me. Siri. We're doing podcasts. Siri. I'm like that Mark Maron. <laughs> That's it. We get deep here. We get deep here on uh, Leguizamo Rama. Um, I've heard about it. <laughs> um, Sam, did, tell us about your relationship with Leguizamo. It's okay if you didn't know who he was before... Uh, we brought this to you. I, I would lo- just love to know who is Leguizamo to you? Wonderful question. If I could just talk about amazing things for a little bit more. You can do whatever um, the fuck no. you want. This is I a podcast not... listened to by 50 people at best. Yeah. <laughs> I did not have a relationship with John Leguizamo. Mm. Uh, there is no relationship with him. But when I found out that you guys, when you guys told me that you were doing this podcast, mm. I did look him up. And his face started to seem very familiar. Mm. And as as I went through the list of things and saw what he'd done, I saw that he was in The Lincoln Lawyer, I saw all this great stuff that he did, I realised he was a part of my life. And I think that is the best <laughs> thing that a character actor can do. What a when beautiful you, moment for you. When you, don't when you realise that, was Mitch. there like a shedding of a tear? And like, Several wow, tears. he's I did not been in back. my life, he's been in my life. The whole time. Yeah, and it was raining out so I could cover my cover my tears. But That's they were crocodile tears in a way and quite mm. dramatic. But um, I cried for hours. But I think the thing is when you realise mm. a character actor, you don't know their name, you don't mm. know what they've been in because they do morph into that character every single time. You think Miriam Margulies. You think mm. all of these great actors like a Paul Giamatti type who's maybe a little bit more well-known through recent years, but mm. Paul Giamatti was one of those people that you just see in everything. Um, mm. John Lovett, for lack of a better actor. Gianni um, Ribisi. <laughs> oh, mm. oh. Good one. But, so there are so many of these actors that I think we take for granted sometimes, but without them, mm. you know, there wouldn't be these great. Tony Shalhoub is another one that always springs out to me where you go, oh, he was in Men in Black. Who's that? You know? Tony Shalhoub, uh, Detective Monk. Um, Detective he's recently Monk. in um, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. But yeah, every before great that, every great character actor is like the bit part in all of your favorite movies, and yeah. um, also the lead in a seven part in a seven series long minimum cr- crime procedural. 
Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Vincent D'Onofrio is like right at the top of my list. Yes, absolutely. And he was, yeah. that was and then he was replaced by Jeff Goldblum for a, for a couple of years. They were just really? like that was their game was like it was like they had um uh, what was the name of that show? Law and Order. The, they had Law and Order which was like just Law and then Order, and that was the show, Half and Half. And then they had Law and Order Special Victims Unit, which was Law and Order, but um, icky and inappropriate for primetime television. <laughs> and then they had Law and Order Criminal Intent, which was Law and Order, but led by a character actor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but a wonderful character actor at that. Uh, <laughs> um, so some I didn't crimes. know a whole lot about uh, John Leguizamo, and, but I knew the face. I definitely knew the face, and mm. I, I just think now I I'm a little bit I'm a little bit smarter, I'm a little bit wiser, I'm a little bit more mature. I can now respect him yeah. for what he is. But oh, before that, I had no idea, and it's not because it's not because I didn't know. I just never went out of my way to learn his name, and I I find that that's the way with a lot of great actors. Yeah, you never really know them until. Until you you know you start to do some research on them, like mm. there was a great. I started watching the comeback recently, which is one of the best comedy shows I've ever seen, mm. and Lisa Kudrow in it. And there are so many people in it that you see that you go, I don't know, I don't know their name, but they're brilliant. And then you start to research them, and you go, Oh, they've been in so much stuff that I've seen over the years. There's another guy called Tim Tim Bagley, I think his name is. I don't you know even who know Tim who that Bagley is. is. No. Who's that? I think it's Tim Bagley. He is one of the funniest actors I've ever seen, but I had no idea what his name was. And it wasn't until you guys started doing this podcast that I started to look up these people's names because I yeah. was like, you know, I want to know what this person's oh, name yeah. is. Do you guys know Tim Bagley? Yeah. Oh. Do you know, it's, it's, this is this podcast. This podcast is dedicated to, it. in our opinion, someone who is at the, the like, the highest echelon of you should yes. know their name, but most yep. people in Australia, at least, most people look them up, and and it's the ah oh, that reaction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Tim Bagley and Julia Davis is another one that is it Julia Davis from Ninety Night, and um, you know those sorts of people that you go. Oh fuck! They're brilliant and they're in everything. Oh yeah! Mm. Oh, you know that? they're in everything. Who's that? Mu- she always plays the James Corden. Mum. James Corden. James Corden. James <laughs> Corden. James, yeah, James Corden. We need to start a petition, <laughs> which is which is the fact that James Corden is taking all of these people's work. Yeah. <laughs> It's not fair. It's, it's not like, fair. It's like He's parts got show. that should be going to Miriam Margulies, uh, um, Miriam Margulies, or, or, or John Leguizamo. They're like, yeah. well, we could give this Let's part just... to James Corden, and he'll dedicate a whole episode of his show to our movie. My yeah. favorite thing ever is when I, th- we've, I think we've discussed this before, but when famous, big, big, famous actors play bit parts in movies, and it's clearly something that they've agreed to that they're like, yep, I'll do it. But yep. I'm only giving you four days of my time. Yes. Mm. Um, I'm doing no work for this. I will learn my lines for the scene ten minutes before we do the scene. Yep. And they're my favourites because it's clearly in any one of those movies the entire budget has gone towards having that person on screen for ten minutes. Yep. When you could have just cast somebody who was probably more appropriate, yeah. who would have put in more effort and would have done it for less. Can and I? they look exactly the same throughout the whole film because they've yeah. shot over one day. Yes. Can I say, though? <laughs> just change their tie. On, yeah. <laughs> on James Corden, though, he's at oh, that please. stage of his career, but he didn't get the memo. He's still trying. Like, he's... <laughs> 
he's still every movie's like hi there oh yeah wow oh my goodness it's like get the memo man you 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 got you don't have You've to try it. anymore man yeah. what are you well, doing well i think that there's What's this, uh, this, this this might be a grandiose assumption but oh. it is very possible that james is catching on to the fact that he ain't the most popular dude in the world yeah. and so he's just Perhaps. every project every single project he's taking on now yeah. he is seeing as this is the one yeah i'll yeah. win him back with cats <laughs> Cats I'll is win my back way with in. Cats. And, now and then when Cats is a failure, it's like, oh, cats. Yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, shit. I will knock Cats at the Grammys or wherever it was. I'll knock it. And it's then like, they'll, they'll, win a, they'll win them back. It's like, no. It's, <laughs> it's like he is just reading popular opinions and going, oh, no one like Cats. I'll make fun of Cats. That'll get him back. Like everything he's ever done yeah. is to try and get someone back. I, it's uh, like, you're proud of me now, mama. My <laughs> life, my life of podcasting so far has been shitting on a person becoming aware that they're aware of the podcast and then, like, regretting shitting on them. And I James know this Corden. will happen with James Corden, but fuck it. Um, James <laughs> Corden knows not about our podcast. No. And if if he did, does not care. He doesn't know about it. I can't think of a person who would care less. If uh, no, I reckon Street- James Corden would care. <laughs> what? There's a podcast that has four listeners that's teasing me. In Brunswick? <laughs> In Brunswick? Oh, no. Well, I'll get them by having a popular uh, Tonight Show. I'll I've show got, them. I'll show them. I've got millions of viewers to their measly 40 people. And he flies over here as soon as he's allowed back us. in. But, no, that is the thing that I really like about this podcast because I know you guys take... John Leguizamo and his career very seriously because he is a fantastic actor. But mm. there is a lot of stuff where you, well, I've been really interested in recently, is looking up who these people are. Mm. Because when you know who someone is, and it, it, that's a great thing about if you ever watch um, anything on Amazon, the great mm. thing about that is the actor's name appears as you're watching it. So you start mm. to learn a little bit more about the person and what they've been mm. in. And there are so many actors, especially in America, yeah. that you'll start to see pop up on everything and you're like, oh, my God, they're so, so good. Mm. But you just don't hear about them or you don't know because they're not on a talk show or they're not, you know, they're not they're not out there promoting themselves all the time. Like a like a Jane Lynch, you know, oh, like you like go, Jane, yeah. Lynch. Jane Lynch is one of the most famous faces in the world really because she's mm. on everything. But if you didn't go out of your way to learn her name or a Fred Willard or mm. those sorts of people, may rest in peace, there's so many people that you go, oh, shit, like they've mm. had such a legacy. And in America you can make that your whole career. You don't have yeah. to be a name actor. You can just be it's almost better that person not to that be. pops up. Yeah, it's yeah it's, I would say so. Like I, I don't doubt for a second that John Leguizamo can't go down to the supermarket. He oh. can't go grab a coffee if he wants to. He probably goes to his kids' school functions and yeah. he'd be the kind of person that a lot of people would walk past and be like, weren't. Weren't you in Tu Wong Fu? But even he's like, <laughs> I think he's he doesn't want to be a Rove McManus type. He doesn't Rove want to be. McManus. He doesn't he want to be Rov. Rov McManus. You know, say hi to his mum for me. You know, all those. But you know, he wants to be his own person. He wants to be a that. Peter Hallier, the Peter Hallier to to uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's Rove oh. McManus. Mm. Yes, of course. I'm um, always saying that. I, I you know that Titanic was two hundred million dollars. <laughs> That's insanity. Surely you could do it for 10. 
Oh, well, they only built uh, a maze in thing for $100,000. Can you believe that? Amazing. And look at the empire that that is now. That tap, everyone's talking about it. Mish can't stop talking about it. I know. I'm sorry. I'm obsessed. Sam, we, <laughs> um, we are, are so grateful to have you on this podcast. Oh, what um, a pleasure. Uh, but I have to say um, I hate you. Because oh. you did, um, what happens is, is when one of us asks uh, the guest to, to be on it, we're, we're trying to give them a bit of choice rather than throw them a film. So Mish will throw a few, like she threw you a few. And you did choose a, a four-hour-long miniseries, um, yes. which, which I'm moving house yes. at the moment, <laughs> was quite a burden. I, I was taping up... Uh, plates. I was wrapping up glasses while fucking hour three of this thing played in the background. I'm gonna... I did not look it up. I did not look at the running time. I did not look at any of that. I just went, it sounds good. But okay, hold on. I gave you three options. You did. And I gave you, just, I've forgotten what they were, but the first one, an option, like some movie. Yeah. Second one, just some movie. The yeah. third one was Arabian Nights. Yeah. And I, I actually wrote next to it, this goes for four hours and it looks a bit shit. And then you clearly didn't watch trailers. You just saw that one. Yep. That one. I love hate you it. both. I love it. I hate Easy. you both. That's Easy. the one. I, uh, I want to be very clear. I don't hate you, Sam. I love you. I love your funny humour, your great energy, and the fact that you go for swims. But I... <laughs> That's my top ten. That's my top ten. Uh, but we should. top ten. Without further ado, uh, Mish uh, prepared yes. a paragraph on this. Uh, it I is did. not the length of the movie you made us watch, uh, but yeah. Mish is going to read a paragraph. To be fair, you guys were going to have to do this at some point, and That's I true. got it out of the way for you guys. And we have spent half an hour talking about amazing things. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Like we watched four hours of a mini series made yeah. in two thousand to yeah. only talk about it for maybe twenty minutes. That's great. <laughs> All right, so I do have a paragraph. <laughs> and can I, I just, do have a paragraph yeah, prepared? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, um, I'll smash it out now, and I'm hoping that I pronounce the characters' names correctly. But I feel like throughout the mini series, the characters also mispronounced their names sure. multiple times. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, this mini-series that was created in the year 2000 starts with a very angry sultan by the name of Sharia, who was played by Dougry Scott. This sultan is a super, pa- is super paranoid because his ex-wife tried to kill him a while back. Because of this, Sharia has an absolute disdain for women, assuming that they are all murderous people who want men to die. He decides that he will marry a woman from the harem and kill her the morning after their wedding as like a payback thing. One of his guard's daughters who hears about this Sorry, one of the guards who hears about this goes off and tells one of his daughters, who is a very clever woman by the name of Shaharazad. Shaharazad, who is played by Millie Avatar, comes up with a plan. Mm. She will marry him, but will pre- but she will prevent her execution by telling him some really enthralling stories <laughs> that he'll be so engrossed in that he'll forget to kill her. She hopes to teach him a lesson or two along the way. John Leguizamo shows up in the third of Shaharazad's five stories, which is the famous story of Aladdin, except not the story you know. No. Uh, he plays both the roles of Genie of the Ring and Genie of the Lamp. Mm. Both of these characters grant wishes, except one of them floats and the other one wears a fat suit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, let's discuss. <laughs> can I can I just say before we go into it? So we alternate Sam, who does the paragraph on the movie. We thought it would give it a little bit of structure, and mm-hmm. um, I thought it was my week to do the paragraph, and I was brainstorming ideas. Um, for mm. how I would open my paragraph before I messaged Mish and said, who's doing the paragraph? And Mish said, I am. And I said, okay, well, then I'm going to I'm gonna um, pack this kitchen then instead. <laughs> right. um, and I had a joke I was really proud of and I just wanted, do you guys mind if I just float the joke with you? Yeah, go um, ahead. I'd rather you didn't. Okay. Okay. Um, so, as, uh, <laughs> hold on. As, as, as Zach's... As Zach's podcast partner, I am protective of him. And you know what, Zach? That was fucking rude, what Sammy just did. That was so fucking rude. Sammy made us watch this four-hour miniseries made in 2000, which was a very popular time to make a miniseries, can I just say. Um, So, Zach, miniseries there. Got to love him. Zach, I'd love to hear your joke. Sammy, go for a bloody swim. Yeah, I'm going to go and have a swim. Go have a bloody swim. Tell me when it's finished. Zach? No, it's shit. It's shit. No, no I, I want to hear, hear it. I want to hear it. No, no it's I a shit hear it. joke. No. Oh, no, Zach, I was actually goofing. I don't know if you picked up on that, but I was actually goofing around. Oh, my God. Yeah. And also, Zach, yeah. you're a professional comedian. I'm sure it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. actually I'm write sure really the good. joke. I literally wrote half the joke and oh, then cool. was like, before I like think well, of the punchline. <laughs> yeah, let's workshop the joke. So shall I just shall I just tell you what the joke structure was and then we'll workshop yeah. the joke. I hope yeah. also that you're not suggesting that my paragraph was subpar. No, do you know why I why I brought up my joke was because I thought your um I thought your fat suit joke was really funny. And Thank I was you. like it was really funny. And I love Thank that you. we're adding Jesus. some jokes to our paragraph. The idea was the paragraph was meant to be this dry little nugget to get stuff across and then yeah. we joke either side of it. And then yep. um, we've both we're been just, just too funny to be dry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're very droll. You, we um, just can't handle. We just can't, can't handle it for a gag. Can I just say? And I want to make it really clear that I was goofing before mm. when I said I didn't want to hear your joke. Zach. Oh. It just our four you know listeners actually... are really coming after you, Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> do you know there's actually a kernel of truth in every joke, Sam? Not for me. Not for me because I draw on my own characters and that was a character that's called um, Sassy Sammy. And that was, <laughs> Sassy Sammy, that the out. big that's cunt. Sassy the big cunt. Yeah, Sassy that's Sammy, the full the title. Is, <laughs> that's my full that's, title. What a good character, Sassy yeah. Sammy, the cunt. It's really good. And I hope this is an episode that John Leguizamo does listen to because he's going to get a whole history of Phillip Island and he's going to get some of my beautiful characters. I love and that. Zach, on the off chance that John Leguizamo is listening to this mm-hmm. podcast, tell us your fucking joke. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> I will. We'll workshop it. We'll before I tell the joke, oh. before we work Oh, me, Sicily. <laughs> Sicily. I do just want to say. Sicily. I do just want to say to Sam. I do just want to say on Sam's point of um, sassy Sam. It reminded me of I had someone say to me once angrily. I made a little joke, and they said angrily to me, um, "You know, there's a kernel of truth. There's a there's an element of truth in every joke." And I just was like, "Yeah, except for irony, you fucking dick." Yeah. <laughs> fucking sarcasm. Not in every single. You idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like the core tenet of both of those things is saying the opposite of what's true. You fucking stupid cunt. 
Oh do my god! Um, uh, uh. Do you mind if I just say that real quick? Uh. Oh you my fucking god. ding dong! You uh. fuck. <laughs> um, so the joke was going to be, I was going to open. So mm. I was going to open with um, Arabian Nights. Travel back to a time, and then oh. what you thought I was going to say was something about like this sort of pseudo. Middle East in the mind of a of a television writer. Travel back to a time where, um, you know, uh, people did this and you know people told tales and uh, genies Camels were in land. Just want to quickly and... comment, Zach. So far, this isn't a joke. This is just a convention of storytelling. But I'm I'm. So no, yeah. I'm not actually telling you the joke. I never finished the joke. I'm telling you what the oh. joke structure was. <laughs> cool. Oh, so yep. so what I was going to say <laughs> I'm was still on board. Travel back to a time. And then I was going to say something along the lines of, again, this needs workshopping. Travel back to a time when um, uh, miniseries television events were still in vogue, where, yeah. where oh. uh, blah, 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 you know, that kind of vibe. Mm. And I was going to actually take us back to um, television miniseries events of the early 2000s, and that was going to kind oh. of be my opening gag. Didn't write no, the joke, so it's not funny, but that's, you know, work with No, that. but no, it is. Saying. And mm. And... I would ask both of you as, as wonderful writers, would you mm. would you refer to that as a fork joke? Because it could go down one way mm. yeah. or 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 another, or several others, really. Absolutely. Because- well he starts off, um if he if he had if he had been assigned the paragraph, just a quick reminder, he wasn't, and no. yet no. we've dedicated this much time yeah. to how he would have started it. I've just you um, know, a- just, what I like about the structure of that joke, Zach, was that you think you're going to do one thing, mm. but then you bloody do another. You do another. That's, that's how you do. That, and if you guys out there, all of our listeners, mm. if you guys want to get into comedy, mm. then just start with that. Just yeah. start with that idea, that concept of start saying one thing one way, mm. ooh, a quick turn down another. That's because how you, it's that's zany, how you do it. it's irreverent. I, I think yeah. the other great thing, another great life lesson, and this doesn't have to do with anything really, no. but I mean it's called the rule of three. Mm. And what you do with the rule of three in comedy is mm. you, you say something three times and you make it funny mm. by the third time. So, Mish, I could say to you, um, sassy, Sammy, sassy, Sammy, and you're not laughing. No. But the rule of three, you go, sassy, Sammy, sassy, Sammy, sassy, Sammy. <laughs> and, on the th- and on the third one, you yeah. laugh. You and that is something that I enjoy. You know, I yeah. don't know if you guys enjoy that. No, that's I like it. I, yeah, Of course I enjoy, I enjoy it, Sammy. I like yeah. comedy. and that's, You love comedy. <laughs> I love comedy. Yeah. And what you just did then was comedy. And so, well, thank you. And, and so what, Zach, you could have done mm-hmm. is added another layer to oh, that Oh, this joke. is great. I would love this. So, yeah. so you could have said, you could have said, uh, take your, your mind back where silk was, you know, frankincense, you know, you, you really build it up and you say mm. all the wonderful things that you saw. And you go, uh, cast your mind back to when miniseries were this popular, to when miniseries were this popular, to when miniseries were this popular. That's and that, funny. Yeah, and okay. that would have added a whole other layer to what Sam? you were doing because it's fork and a rule of three. Yeah, rule of three is 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 strong. I'm I'm really proud of you for getting that far with the concept. There yeah. is a little <laughs> nuance that's lacking there, man. Okay. You don't just say things three times. I think that is what it is. Okay. Okay. Well, agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. Let's agree. So. Let's agree to agree. Okay. 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 <laughs> I reckon that you two should start a podcast where you just teach each other how to do comedy. 
just really painstaking. Just, yeah, I don't know what it is. Two men mansplaining <laughs> comedy at each other for an hour a week. Yeah. And just always agreeing to disagree. That's the only way we can move on to the next topic. It's yeah, just, every time, every episode just ends. I guess we're just going to have to agree and disagree. And that sound is used because it's funny. Yeah. It's funny when you use that sound. Oh, we unpack the, the drum symbol, you know, the... <laughs> we, we, we really unpack that for a whole four episodes. Yeah, 100%. Um, or three, because that's funnier. That's absolutely funnier. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have to ask both of you um, uh, what you thought of the film and uh, of the miniseries. Did you have fun? Did you enjoy all 14 hours? Did you enjoy... (laughs) All the characters. Did you enjoy um, the everything that the early two thousands could offer in cinematic arts? Well, it was it was lo- it was long. Um, mm-hmm. Now I really enjoyed, and this is just going away from the film a tiny bit, which I know we haven't done yet in this podcast. So I just would like to go away from the film <laughs> a tiny bit, just a slight yeah, tangent, um, just a slight tangent. <laughs> I think it's um, fair. We've earned that. We've earned we've that. Earned considering, how much we've, considering how much we've covered already, I think Mish, we've earned a tangent. Mish told me because it is a it was a link to to a taping um, mm. of the show off TV, off the ABC, and there are some great ads in there. Oh, yeah. yes. And I so, did not skip over those. I watched the Subway ads. Mm. Um, the, the, there were so many funny ads in there. Yeah. There so really I were. went looking. So obviously... The preference is to find it on a streaming service. Sure. If you can't find it on a streaming service, you purchase it to rent or buy on YouTube. Is if what you're listening, John, every film up until this point, except hmm. for Super Mario Brothers and this one, we every film for. we have paid for, even when there was an illegal version, because yeah. we feel like if we're going to you know, profit when we when we yeah. start the Patreon and, and if we're going to start making $2.50 a month off of you, John, the least we can do is give you yeah. our $3.90 of YouTube yep. money. Exactly. So Every we've never – but turns out you cannot find this miniseries anywhere. There, it, okay, now that I've watched it, it's a chance because it wasn't very good. Oh. But yeah. <laughs> I look, my opinion, personal opinion. Yeah. But um, I went searching I'm for I'm backing it. you up on that, Mish. Oh, thanks so much. I'm actually uh, – I know, I know you liked it. I could just fuck it. I knew when I was watching, like, Zach fucking eating this shit up. But I, the only link I could find was some website called archive.com. Mm. And it was the, it was like clearly someone had recorded it on a VHS. Mm. Yes. And then uploaded that VHS recording onto the internet a few years later when the internet became readily available to people. Mm. So you got. You Two got days. the first, yeah. You got the five minutes before the miniseries had clearly started on television. The credits, so the of credits of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Yes, Wasn't you got that those great? with Rosie O'Donnell. And, oh, so good. Um, Drew Carey, <laughs> celebrity, celebrity. Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? So Priceless. Funny. Yeah. Which, um, and, and then I you got will all just the ads. Very quickly, say John has done. So we will have a <gasps> podcast about that one day. 
Oh my god. Please that, bring me back for yes, that episode. 100%. Like, 100%. Okay, 100%. Yep, yeah, you can come back for that one. Um, and then so all the ads that would be, would have played on television in 2000 when this miniseries was aired were all in there. Now, I skipped them all because I'm not a psychopath. <laughs> but the the two guys that have joined me on this podcast, Zach and Sammy, decided to watch all of them. Um discuss. Go on. I I oh. should say, I should say I messaged Mish at I think 1 a.m. last night, packing yep. my house, like moving house in the middle of all of this, packing. I messaged her at 1 a.m. saying, Mish, I'm only like an hour and a half into this film mm-hmm. and I cannot skip the ads. Not that yep. I physically couldn't. <laughs> I just would go to skip an ad and they would be talking about the dangers of marijuana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Marijuana can make you depressed, anxious. <laughs> and the car ads with that amazing music. Oh, my God. The car, there's a car ad with, like, orchestra music and, like, this clo- – it, it opens and centres on the fact that the car has a CD player. It is so – just nom, 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 <laughs> yummy. That's perfect. And there's nothing yummy. funnier. There's nothing funnier than I will murder you unless you tell me another great tale of Arabian Nights. <laughs> oh, no. Arabian Nights will return after these short messages. When you smoke marijuana, you can die. <laughs> like, just this shift. Like, there's, there's nothing it's funnier so funny. than that shift of, like, Going for on a budget gladiator level integrity, <sighs> land and then cutting to ad for like <laughs> to Colgate or yeah yeah. Now I, I was like because the film does open with belly dancing, mm. yes, which I quite enjoyed. That I thought that was a nice thing. The 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 CGI in this film, yeah, because it was so long ago with the. With the large monsters. <laughs> yes, the, the dragons. So, oh, the dra- Some of them were quite incredible, uh, there's quite something, breathtaking. There's something amazing. So in the year 2000, CGI, that was it was definitely getting better. Mm. It was definitely getting better. But there's something really great about a miniseries like this one where they clearly had a set budget and some money went towards costuming and, that you know, there, there was quite a bit of money put into yeah. this. But they obviously didn't put that much money into CGI. Mm. But, like, there was some money there. Enough. Enough to get by. <laughs> but they had dragons that were, they looked like cartoons. Yep. But bad ones. At the end, in the last story, um, the magic carpet rocks up. The magic carpet looks like a grain wave. <laughs> it really does. Oh. Yeah, the mag- like the CGI. In this one. There's something about, like, early 2000s CGI on a small budget. Yep. And there was it just completely removes you from the story because it is just so bad. It's also, I think, what I love is there was there's always these peaks in technology. Uh, I think that happens through the like eras. It happened with like claymation in the eighties or like stop motion in the eighties, and I think CGI in the late nineties, early two thousands was the peak of this where, like, it was good enough to be the predominant form of special effect but not mm-hmm. good enough to just not be terrible. Those lizards. <laughs> yeah. It's like, because it's like, you know, the lizards. open sesame and then the lizards come out. And I'm like, oh, that was a bit rough. <laughs> but they're going to know to edit around that. Like, they're going to mm-hmm. know to use. But, like, but there are so many. I think I was messaging Mish at 1.30 a.m. for, like, a good 
Like, I was just sending Mish so many messages like, computer lizards, computer lizards. There's so many computer lizards. And then she's just like, you just wait for John Leguizamo. I'm like, he's like, computer John. I'm like, computer John, because I love these computer lizards so much. You sounded like you didn't know about the dangers of marijuana, Zach. (laughs) (laughs) But we did get Computer John. Computer John. So Computer John was there. Great. Loved that. So Computer John was the floating genie, not the Mm. fat suit genie. They didn't CGI the fat, but they CGI'd the floating, which was (laughs) great. But if you look at the year 2000, this was also the year that X-Men came out. Mm. So CGI was a big thing and it was starting to become incredibly... Good. And in 2000, when previous to that we hadn't really seen anything, it was like, wow. When this came out, which is the same year as X-Men, you watch the computer lizards and you're like, I reckon you could have chucked a couple more bucks in that one. Yeah, it could have been better. (laughs) Could have been better, I reckon. Yeah. But John was, like, the genie itself was quite interesting to look at, quite eye-catching, I thought. Well, you know, and he did a great job. He did. Um, one of the things I want to touch on is accents mm. in this because John had two different accents, for one one for each genie. Yeah. But they were – I had no idea what they were. No. Um, and based on – oh, you're like, okay, cool. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what the accent is, so I'll base it based on, like, costume and where they are in the world and, like, yeah. any of their backstory, which was also very unclear. Mm. <laughs> Um, there was just, uh, it was, the, the accents were very, I, I just, I was very confused. Can we please talk about it? Oh man, I, I, there was a moment where I was like, um, John's first character came on and he started talking with this accent and I was like, oh no, I think we're going to have to. Was that t- Fat Genie or Fat Genie. Genie? And I was like, I think we're going to have to tiptoe around how <laughs> un-PC this is in 2020. And then yep. I was like, actually... I don't think this is a real accent. I don't think no. he's being offensive to anyone. Like this no. is just a vague. Yeah, thing. it's very vague. Yeah, that's the thing when someone just goes, you know, they say European or something, and someone does a weird accent that doesn't mm. really link up to anything. And I think this is just we don't really know where the genie would come from. Yeah, <laughs> because who? How would you know that? Yeah, you know. Uh, Robin Williams, when Robin Williams did it, was very, you know, very American. Yep. You know, as a genie. So the genie could literally be from anywhere. I anywhere. quite liked his accent. I was it on board with it. Didn't bother me. It wasn't so much John because John's an excellent actor. He knew what he was doing. We he love was John. Consistent. We love you, John. That we love you, John. <laughs> but so Aladdin is is uh, in, fallen in love with not Jasmine. I've forgotten yep. the character's name, but her name wasn't Jasmine in this. No. But Aladdin's in love with someone. Yeah. Um. And she had this kind of miscellaneous accent. It was like it, it, it was like kind of like I, I don't know what it was. No. And I'm fairly sure that this was set in China. I don't know. <laughs> I'm very confused. <laughs> I don't think they um, knew. I think this like yeah, no one knew. But there was one point where I swear they did a pre-recorded like to make sure that the cameras were set up correctly and that the lighting was right. So the yep. director was like, we'll just do a quick recording to make sure it's right. And the actors were clearly just kind of having some lunch and like, oh, shit, it would just run our lines. Yep. And there was one point where she had this really ethereal voice and she's like, Aladdin, I don't know where you're, where you're going, but I love you. And then all of a sudden she just goes, Aladdin, where are you? <laughs> She just went full chav. Like, there I was forgot a point. about that. Yeah, she just went for I was like, 
Did no one pick up on that? It was like she went to the director. Room? Could I just do a different one? Yeah. Like, and they used that take. I mean, it was really jarring. It was like, what did she just do? She was like, yeah. Aladdin, come back to me. I miss you. You mean the world to me. Oh, Aladdin, where you going? There was just, where you off to, Aladdin? There was a complete inconsistency of both, like, accent and country. Like, there was another yeah. story. I can't remember where it fell. I think it was just after the Aladdin story or maybe just before it. Where, mm-hmm. where like, um, the, the basically there was a dead body going around and, and, and each person was being made oh, that to that was after, I think, yeah. The Sultan and the beggar. Yeah, yeah, to think they killed the person. And, um, and, and, and if at the start of this film there was any sort of, at the start of this particular story there was any doubt that the writers of this miniseries didn't mm. know where the Middle East was. Yeah. Um, that was the story that completely just hit the nail on the head. It started vaguely Middle Eastern. Yeah. And then yeah. there was a kung fu chopping, like, a- Asian man, like, who was just an amalgamation of every cliche of every um, yeah. Asian culture. Yeah. And, and I, I was like, a, a geisha a- was in there? Yeah. And I was <laughs> like, that's a little yeah. odd. It doesn't yeah. quite yeah. work, but I guess you know the Middle East is a Western concept that is applied. You know, it's an mm. a, it's an English concept that's been applied to a block of very varied cultures. Okay, that kind of makes it. Oh no, there's a Charles Dickens drunkard character <laughs> just walking <laughs> through the streets. I am hello there, hello love. <laughs> just the most British character I've ever seen yeah. in my life. I was like, this makes. No sense. <laughs> I also don't know because there were obviously different writers throughout. Mm. Yeah, they must because have Because they couldn't tell where some of it was a comedy or some of it wasn't. So that yeah. wasn't, you know, drama to comedy did not yeah. work very well in this. No. No, not at all. There was, no, you, there was no through line of, like, how they wanted to tackle the comedy. John no. Leguizamo was making very modern jokes and, like, yeah. modern references and, like, being super, bit of a sassy Sammy. Yeah, bit of a um, sassy Sammy. Bit of a yeah. sassy a bit Sammy. Like, a little bit like they'd done him up. His makeup and performance was like, I am an evil genie with integrity. Mm. But then he occasionally, like someone somewhere along the line, because this was ABC, which was, mm. and it still is owned by Disney, was like, well, he has to do a couple of Robin Williams-esque, yeah. like weird yeah. contemporary references. And it's it like, felt like, no, he doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, I felt like Judd Apatow would have been behind the monitor going, could we try this one? <laughs> so good. Just I'm feeding also, him lines. We don't have to discuss this any further. I just want to put it out there. I did enjoy the part where um, Aladdin asked the genie for something and he retrieved that thing from a drawer that was in his tit. I just thought that was... <laughs> oh and it was I a... Just thought, and- it was no, a contemporary was a good... wrench as well. It was a wrench from, yeah. like, the mid-2000s. Because... Um, so, uh, John Leguizamo, quite diverse in what he does. Mm. Have you ever seen a John Leguizamo like this before? Uh, yes. Um, yes, a yeah. couple of... Yeah, okay. Yeah. We're seeing a lot more comedy Leguizamo than mm. I ever expected. I knew he did comedy because of his one-man shows. I didn't realise he did so much comedy on film and it's... Um, mm. uh, what are his one-man shows? He, he did one recently that was, um, it's I, I believe, still on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, the history was... of Latin America is that right? Yeah, he he started. Hmm. Um, that was the kind of the start of his career. Was this this? He's huge on Broadway. He does these big one man shows that are kind of like 
in all seriousness, kind of it, for an Australian, a reference point would kind of be Nick Giannopoulos, but for the Latinx community. Like he he, oh, right. he explores different uh, people and, and cultures. These fascinating shows. I've not seen them yet and we've not talked about mm. them yet. But he does these sort of very broad shows where that are really political but really funny, these sort of hour and a Did half. Did you write long. them? Yeah, yeah, one-man yeah. shows. And oh, he, wow. And, and he it started with like a HBO special that cut through. So he's actually... The thing about John Leguizamo is he is good enough to be a leading man and then for various reasons, um, some of which I think are like deep important issues that we should get smarter people on to talk about than us. Um, (laughs) And then some of them are are Super Mario Brothers. Um, Mm. He never got the opportunity to be the leading man he should be. But he's he's a very, very, very good actor, John. Is. Wow. So you have seen a genie-esque sort of comedy character before? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and, a, and, a, and a character where he completely changes his accent and everything? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he does yeah. it. I love that. <laughs> it's a chameleon. <laughs> some of them, some of them, Sam... Are hard to talk about in in 2020. So we're trying sure. to work out yeah. exactly yeah. how we're going to tackle his career. His, his Chinese character. <laughs> sure. We're trying to work out yeah. how to tackle that now in 2020. Yeah. Where um his career has spanned something along the lines of around about four decades. Is that right? Like he yeah. kind of started in early late nineties, early nineties. Oh, early nineties. Right. No, so, we're in, in his fourth decade. And now, we've yeah. done. We've gone through a lot of changes. Right. For between 1990 and 2020, a lot's happened, man. Yeah, you gotta, I, I, you gotta I, I, forgive a man. For there was some a lot stuff. of accents that were okay in 1997 that are less okay sure. now, and how yeah, we talk man. about them without dragging down our hero mm. is a sure. challenge that we will climb when we're better of course, at podcasting. Of <laughs> well, I um, I kind of like as well that like because my big question was why did they make this. You know, because yeah, it was a television a, event, a television <laughs> event, huge television event. Yeah. But it seems like a weird story to tell, mm. especially in four parts. Mm. Like, you know, to make mm. one of these stories would have made sense. But well, to make actually, it, mm. let me slip in. So this, the Shaharazad story is a, it's a very, very, very famous kind of story about this woman who tells this man a whole bunch of stories to keep herself alive so he doesn't kill her. Mm. Um, and... There are actually like, I don't know the exact number, but there's something like 20 or 30 different stories that Shahrazad has apparently told. Right. Um, and I think what could have been more, I think they had a mini series budget, but a TV show idea. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they picked five stories. In my opinion, not the best of the Shaharazad no. stories. Um, yeah. Here's a fun fact. Just going to slip this in really quickly. Yeah, um, Arabian good. Nights was the first theatre show I did in my first year of university. Of really? School. Yes. And can I, I was just say, the- Mish, you were great. Yeah. It was great. If you thought this, pro- you thought the production <laughs> we just watched was whitewashed. Oh Woo! boy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, sorry. No, no, it's fine. Um, Upon reflection, obviously, I might look back and go, "That was a weird, different choice." Um, I wanted, well, I wanted to be Shaharazad. I wanted Shaharazad. 
I felt okay. like I'd earn, I I was good enough for Shahrazad. Yeah. But of course, there was no way I was going to get Shahrazad. So I ended up playing a character called the Jester's wife, who doesn't feature in the miniseries of Arabian Nights. But okay. her story is that she's married to the Jester, but she also fucks everyone in the city. Mm. So she like yeah. So I was like fucking the baker. I was wow. fucking the bloody butcher. I was yeah. fucking the guy who made like the carpenter. You were very um, funny. You Thank were, you. You really shone, and we saw then your comedic potential as a performer, Mish. That is oh, wow. now being realised as Stop a podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, was um, the jester? Was the jester jester's wife funnier yeah. than the jester? Yes. The yes. Jester, well, the jester wasn't in it very much. The jester was just oh. like, goodbye, wife, I'm going to work. And I was like, see you, hus- husband. And then slowly all the men from the city come into my house and I have sex with them. But then the next man would come and I'd be like, quickly, wow. go and hide in the toilet while I have sex with the next man. And then, and so then, and then the jester comes home and I have all these men <sighs> in my bathroom. <laughs> now, here's a question for both of you that I've always wanted to ask because mm-hmm. the court jester is a job that has faded away a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mish or Zach, if you were, um, oh, I love this. say, for a, a Carl Sanderland type sultan, yeah. mm-hmm. if, if, he, if, if, if a king, much like Carl Sanderland, a very rich person mm. in Australia, much like Carl Sanderland, if they were <laughs> to, to hire you full-time, on a very good wage, let's say, mm-hmm. let's say Carl Sanderland says to you, Mish or Zach, it says, yeah. and keep in mind as well, just quickly, that Carl Sanderland is essentially the Nick Giannopoulos for white men. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> that is a great description, Mish. Yeah. If if he was to say, look, two hundred and fifty k a year to come to my house mm-hmm. every day and perform for me. Mm. Every day. Would you do that now? Do you think that is a job that you could do now? Uh, Monday to Friday. Monday to Friday. Nine to five. Do I get my Saturdays and Sundays? You get your Saturdays and Sundays. Easy. He can't even contact you on those days. Hmm. Sam, can I just super? Does it include super or it includes super, yeah. It's inclusive of super. I love that you're searching for like the contemporary equivalent of the court jester. (laughs) Like cruise ships don't exist. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that's all they are? It's like if you were to go and live in a large structure entertaining wealthy older people on a schedule. Yeah. Or you slowly die inside. Would you do it? Um, and the answer is I've contemplated I've contemplated cruise ships and I oh. contemplate being the jester for Kyle Kyle Sandylands. I'd Kyle consider Sandyland. it. I would consider it for a year. I think I'd okay. do it. I'd be like, oh, I'd commit to it for a year. I have some really good stories from that. Mm. It's but it's also it's nine like, hours a day whenever he wants, you know. Yeah, I'd I'd want to I'd want to have some some hard limits. <laughs> You'd have your lunch. <laughs> I'd have some hard limits and some safe words in place, but sure. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> sure that's fine. I love that. I love that. Well, because I uh, the, the film, right? I liked I liked the film in parts. I thought some of it was really good, mm-hmm. and I thought I did think that Mr. Leguizamo was very good. I yes. really did. I really did like him, and I thought some of the actors were great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as a whole, I didn't really. I didn't really enjoy it. That's yeah. uh, totally I'm... fair to say. Uh, yeah, I, 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 um, I, for me, right? I grew up. I don't think I loved anything more than Hercules growing up, 
I got yeah. like, very obsessed with things. Like every year I had a new obsession. And at one point it was Greek mythology. But not okay. Greek mythology, the the idea, not Greek mythology. I did read a lot about it. Really I was talking about the the Greek Hollywood mythology mini- <laughs> of the of the mid budget uh, network television series filmed in New Zealand. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Um, a, a mid two early to mid two thousands miniseries loved a Greek myth. Yeah. Oh, man. they loved a Greek loved myth. Loved it. Loved it. Um, I I felt like um, this wasn't. I just didn't think it was very well done because I actually really liked the story of Shahrazad and right. the telling of like. I mean, it's. In 2020, very problematic. Like your husband wants to kill you, so you sure. try and. I was actually. I think the modern day equivalent of this is like. So Shahrazad's all like, I don't want him to kill me, and I also want him to fall in love with me. And the best way for me to do this is to tell him a story with a very with a fucking sick cliffhanger that he then has to keep me alive so that that later that night I can tell him what the cliffhanger for that story was and then blend it into a new story. It's the eighth century equivalent of. Um, leaving something at a at a guy or a girl's house and being like, oh, I've got to come back. Yeah, <laughs> I have to come back the next day. Whoops. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm so sorry. I, I left my I left my watch at your house. I'll um, bring a bottle of wine. I'll bring a bottle of wine. Yeah, don't, don't worry about. It. And then you go over <laughs> and you're like, oh, my watch. Thank you. Oh, do you want to? Did you want to have a drink? And then you like, I don't know, go to third or something. But then you <laughs> accidentally leave like something else, and you're like, oh my god, I'm so dumb. It's I'm the- so dumb. Oh, but do you remember? I left my I left my hoodie. In your bedroom, and I also went down on you. Do you remember that? But I'll come back and I'll I'll come back and collect That's it. It's so the same. Funny. It's the equivalent of anyway. I think the story of Shahrazad is really really good. Um, I just don't think it was very well done. They weren't my favorite stories. I also feel like a lot of the characters were the same. Sure. <laughs> it was just the same kind of fourteen men that um, that were ad- ad- hungry for power. Yes. <laughs> like. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, so no, it wasn't my favorite thing to watch. I was a bit bored and I think maybe I'm just destroyed by good CGI now that I was watching that. I'm like, that shit has. Yeah. Cause it was very slow as well. Like the yeah. whole thing oh, yeah. was so slow. Yeah. It could have been done in an hour and a half. The way that they yeah. did it, they could have done it in an hour and a half. Can yeah, I exactly. uh, ask Mish, um, I, I, unless you have other points to cover, I would love to hear a Leguizamo score from you. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, so as everyone knows with the Leguizamo scores, these aren't stars. We're not rating it out of stars. It's based purely on how leguizamo we it was. So- um, and he, he featured. Um, he featured in <laughs> arguably the better of the five stories. Yeah. Um, uh, the 40 Thieves one was kind of cool. That that was the one with the computer lizards. Yeah. Um, but to be completely honest with you, I'm going to give it two Leguizamos out of five. Wow. Yeah. Um, it just I, I didn't I didn't get the essence of Leguizamo in it at all. Mm-hmm. Um and I appreciated that he played two characters, one of them that could float, the other that was fat. Um but just cast a fatty. If you want really someone fat if you want someone fat in your film, <laughs> cast a fat person. <laughs> like fuck man. Yeah. Anyway, that's two Leguizamos. Two Leguizamos. That's that's a that's that's um that's great. Sam. How many Leguizamos? Do you need more explanation on what a Leguizamo is? No, I'm gonna is? I'm gonna go with two as well. Wow! Um, and I give him two because he he played two characters. Wow! Yeah. And yeah. I I liked that about him. I liked that. <laughs> I would have liked to see more of him because I thought he was the standout in the whole thing. Yeah. Um. I would have I would have preferred to see much more of him. Yeah. Mm. Um. I would like to see more of the genie's life. Mm. Yeah. How did the genie like in that land? get that fat? 
Yeah. Mm. How did he get that fat? What's his yeah. home life like? You know like, that when like someone know. carries that much weight, yeah. there's some emotional baggage that they're carrying. <laughs> there is, and you, I yeah. want to know who hurt him, yeah. what happened yeah. to him, yeah. and how he got that way, and that it's okay, and that he's yeah. loved. Yeah, I think that's beautiful, Mish. Beautiful Thank you. sentiment. Thank what, you so much. The, Zach, are you rating it more? Like, oh, I mean, yeah. you've got to take the ads out of this. Like, if the ads weren't in there. So, uh, <laughs> just so you know, just for just so you know, Sam, if I can be bothered, which there's a ninety percent chance I I can't be. If I can be bothered, I want to insert some of these ads throughout our podcast, just audio oh. versions of like the Drew yeah. Carey show, just so other people could get that joy. Mm. Yeah. Um, so not counting the And the ads. farewell to Michael J. Fox as well. Oh, and, the, and the farewell to Boy Meets World was very special. <laughs> <laughs> just like after seven years, these people that were once cute children but are now fucked looking 22-year-olds will finally <laughs> say goodbye. And was it the crime show that they said with storylines like this, it's no surprise, it's an Emmy winner? It was the practice. <laughs> the oh, practice. I loved it. It was so good. Um, and then and then um, the Mulan ad, um, because there was these vaguely, like, uh, these moments where they thought that maybe the Middle East was China, so they just had some vaguely Chinese things <laughs> in this film. And then there was suddenly an ad for Mulan where they're like, you enjoyed the film at the cinemas two years ago. Then you've been able to get it at the video shop for a year. Now it's a television event this Sunday <laughs> night. Mulan on ABC. Oh, God. Um <clears throat> I thought I'd be able to count that. That was a huge thing for me. Um, the other thing is, uh, but I, I have to say, like, I don't think this was the best part for John Leguizamo. It was a bit weird tonally. I didn't love the part that he was given. That being said, this is the first time I've watched uh, a, something here and thought, if this was available on a platform, I would love to go around to my parents' house and watch this with dad. I would love to, I reckon, I just, I had such a good time watching this show. I want to watch it again. I thought it was just so much fun. Um, I really have a real soft spot for like just poorly researched history. Um, (laughs) And just like this kind of vague low budget epic thing. I just, it really tickles me because of the Hercules Mm. and the Xenas. So I was going to give it three and a half stars, right? Oh, three and wow. a half Leguizamos, right? Mm-hmm. But this was right towards the end. But something happened that got it up to four and a half Leguizamos. <gasps> and I'll tell you what it is. It's got nothing to do with John Leguizamo. It was just so powerful. It got a Leguizamo. There was a scene uh, where the man was about to murder the woman telling the stories. And she said, yeah. you cannot murder me because I haven't finished the story. And he said, you tell me the end of the story right now. And she said, no, I'll tell you the end of the story tomorrow night. And he's like, what are you talking about? And she said, I'll tell you tomorrow night. And she said, I'm going to finish this story tomorrow night in world about four or five times. And, um, and then I realised it was the end of that episode. And she, the character, was telling us, that she would be finishing the story tomorrow night on part two of this miniseries. 
So we as the audience can't kill her? (laughs) They had written into the script promo for tomorrow night's episode. And for me, that gives it a whole Leguizamo more. You're giving this, you're giving this the same amount of Leguizamos as you gave Super Mario Brothers. That's insane to me, Zach. That is insane. You need to go move house, Zach. (laughs) You are having a really <laughs> full-on week. I'm not in a good place. That <laughs> is so insane. But come like, on. I'm, I'm, I'm happy she for you. She said tomorrow night you. and she was talking about tomorrow night in that the year 2000. She said Tuesday night it. tomorrow there's another episode. I would have oh. liked it if she said it three times. <laughs> she said it like 17. <laughs> and not I was funny, laughing at funny. every three. Oh, for fuck's sake. All oh, right, mish, cool. Mish, so- mish. That's absolutely fair. If you want to dock it down to four, just no, for No, it's your score. Face. You can deal with the backlash for that. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dealing. Like, I think that that is pure insanity. It's ludicrous. Like, I, get, I get what you're saying. It's very funny. If we were counting the ads in this, it would be worth at least four, four yes, and a half. I agree. Marijuanas. Yeah. <laughs> you don't five. want to know the score that I would have given it if we were counting the ads. <laughs> yeah. I you do not want to know. <laughs> I think that that. I think we've covered it. I think it's pretty good. Um, do we have a review to read, Zach? Uh, y- you know what? Um, we absolutely. I'm sure, like 100, that we would have <laughs> reviews to read. And do you know what I'm doing right now, Mish? I'm finding those reviews, oh. and you are filling while I. I do that because oh. I'm moving house at the moment and I've let you down. I'm so oh. sorry. You haven't let me down. You haven't let me down. The, what, uh, well, to be honest, you with haven't let this, me down either. No, giving this exactly. four and a half leg wasamos has let me down. Really <laughs> good. It makes me think that maybe we need, it makes me think that we need to have a meeting about what the leg wasamo is. What a leg is. You should get because, some butcher's paper out, really nut this out, guys. Yeah. You can't be disagreeing like this every week. But yeah, I, I, no, I'm, I'm surprised and I have got some you're beef. so mad. I'm not giving it four and a half stars. God, I only would have given it four stars. No, because I respect, <laughs> I respect the Leguizamo score system. Mm. So one of one of our listeners referred to it as Leguistamos, which oh, was fuck, that's, very, good. that's that's fucking, fucking funny. clever. That's that is fucking, fucking that clever. Is fucking good. That yeah, is and I respect good. the system, and yeah. I feel like Zach, mm-hmm. you have shat on our system. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you've definitely and, made it, Zach. But I mean, at the same token, I love you, and I realize you're going through a lot at the moment. Maybe you needed this. <laughs> I'm moving house in the middle of a stage four lockdown. It's yeah. it's complex, Mish. Yeah, I get it. Um, but you know, she said tomorrow night, and she was referring to the episode. I get it. It's clever and it's cheeky, and I missed it. So you're the writers were me. not worried about making this a timeless movie. No. <laughs> They weren't thinking about someone uploading no. it to archive.com. No. No. Um, mm. I'm going to read a couple of reviews now. Uh, as you know, if you give us a five-star review, we might read it out. If you give us any less, you're dead to us. One Pot yeah. Pasta <laughs> is Yamarama. Uh, oh. It says, hey, oh, Junta, yummy podcast, five out of five leg wasamos. Of course, um, if you don't know, Sam, we talked about One Pot Pasta for half an hour one episode. Yeah. So. Don't feel bad about the amazing things, Divergent. <laughs> um, thank you, Mission Zach, for introducing Sexy Luigi into my life. That's from Puffery2254. Don't thank us for that. Thank John Leguizamo for that. Exactly. He's the sexy right. Luigi. We just we just uh, guided you towards, <laughs> towards the, the pure sex that is Luigi in the 1993 version of Super Mario Brothers, the movie. <laughs> 
Oh, um, good reviews. Uh, I'm going to read one more. Uh, one oh, Pot Pasta by... The One Pot Pasta tips are pretty bang on. I can't wait to try all the methods for myself and see which pasta was better. Also, the Leguizamo <laughs> bit is pretty all right, eh? <laughs> Thank you. That's so nice. Oh, fuck. I still have yet to try One Pot Pasta, but you know what? Let's not make Sammy listen to us talk about the <laughs> No, I'm pasta. not going there. I have to yeah, go no move fucking house. Way. Uh, Sammy. Yes. I'm going to do it. Hello. We love you. Thank you for coming. We love you. Thank you for having me. We love me. We Um, love me. Thank you for having me. Peace No, thank you so much for doing it. It's a big ask. Like, it's not like we just asked you to come in here and have a chat. We basically asked you to give up four hours of your time. No, 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 no. We asked you to give up an hour and a half of your time. You chose four hours. It was Um, like when I watched MasterChef for you guys as well. It's beautiful. It was full on. Um. If people want to follow you, how would yes. they do this? Tell us all about your socials, baby. Ah, uh, baby. I am <laughs> at Mr. Sammy P on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I am on Instagram, Confessions of the Idiots, which is my podcast, also on the Facebook.com. Which is my favourite podcast. Wow. True, true story. So true, story. True, story. True, story. true story. True story. And maybe it's because I'm on it sometimes. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's possible. It's, it's because you've given me a little bit of a platform. It's definitely so, my favourite podcast that I'm on. It, it's yeah. no S Town, but it's my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that, Zach. Don't bring it down. And I've also, I've also got a personal uh, Instagram as well if you want to follow that. Sam Peterson 91 if you want to follow that. P E T. E-R-S-E-N, just oh, if you want to nice. know how to spell it. That's yeah. really nice. And can People I just always say. People O-N and I hate them for it. Well, can isn't S-E-N, say... S-E-N is Scandinavian, isn't it? It is. Yeah, I'm Scando. Oh, Me too. Oh. It's Denmark. What up? Denmark. What up? <laughs> um, I, I also just want to say, um, because I did just take a little, make a little joke about uh, S-Town, um, it really is a great podcast. It's it's sort of like everything. They don't need a plug. No, exactly. I just want to say this he, to He doesn't listeners. really need a plug on our platform. No, he's exactly. much more successful than us. And and the reason is this, um, if you're listening, he everything you love about uh, what me and Mish do, but structured and funny, um, give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> it's truly, it is the funniest podcast. He gets the best guests and he's so, you're so good, Sammy. So oh, if people for some so reason aren't, uh, for some reason, if there are some fuckheads out there that listen to Mission Zach's Leguizamarama, but don't listen to Confessions of the Idiots, please go and have a listen to Confessions of the Idiots because it is so good. And um, we thank love you. So thank much. you so much, Sammy. Thank love you, Sam. you guys. Thank you. Uh, I have to go move house. I've realised, though, uh, as I've been editing the last few podcasts, that we, and even though this one has been a lot tighter than our older ones, um, we usually end the podcast with the same phrase. I think it's got to be a thing. And that's Mish saying, let's wrap this up. I've got to pee. So, yeah. Mish, if you want to do the closing I genuinely do. So, if you want to close out this podcast with us. No worries. <laughs> Sammy, thank you so much for coming on the pod. Everyone out there, thank you so much for listening to, listening to Mission Zach's like Wazamarama. We can't wait to do another one for next week, and I really need to pee. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.